Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Eight straight wins for the team who has not lost a game since January 29th. I think it's very possible that they, that they keep this going as they roll through the second half of February. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, from the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, wherever you desire for free 99 and we are also on YouTube, so make sure you head on over there, subscribe, and turn on those notification bells. It was a duck hunt in Calgary. 6-2 win over the Anaheim Ducks, who have fallen so far since the first half of the season. The Flames made the most ridiculous mistake that they could have made. Uh, They started the game with three penalties, which we know is completely unacceptable. And even though they were able to silence the Ducks and keep them quiet, it's still not the way that you're going to play winning hockey. You know, they kind of got lucky there, keeping them quiet uh, with, like, two shots through the three <laughs> power plays. And it was just very, uh, very good, <laughs> uh, very mismatched special teams units there. But the Ducks were able to end up matching the Flames' 15 penalty minutes by the end of the night. And I think that goes to speak to how young and undisciplined of a team they are. You know, we saw the Flames kind of making those same mistakes last year and the year before. And now (laughs) they're on the other side of things. But... Daryl Sutter talks all the time about not taking penalties, and I feel like I have yelled this all the time since starting to host this podcast. You cannot take avoidable penalties. But on the other hand, I will happily take Dylan Dubé scoring in back-to-back games. It is so refreshing to see the hometown kid just find his footing again after going 18 games without a goal. Um, it's He's such a nice young guy that, you know, the social media team has kind of built up and is always around during the summer and whatnot, so... It's nice to see him kind of (laughs) see some recent success, and it's uh, even better for him if he is going to be a trade piece by the deadline, you know? He kind of gets to show off his uh, potential skills and his desirability? Desirable? Either way, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Tyler Toffoli's minutes were being limited uh, as he's introduced to the team. He played around 12 minutes on uh, Wednesday night, which makes complete sense. You know, he's getting acclimated with the team. Daryl Sutter's watching what he can do because this is a totally different Tyler Toffoli than he knew in Los Angeles. Uh, You know, obviously your game grows as you get older and you learn more skills. So, you know, Sutter is just trying to see what he can do to make this the most optimal and just optimize the most 
of his players, which I think is the most important thing that we have learned from Daryl Sutter. He came in last spring, almost a year ago now, and said, I'm limiting everyone's minutes. You're seeing a change in ice time, a a change in lines. You're going to see a true change. And eventually that did happen, you know. He got to have that trial period. And this month before the trade deadline is Tyler Toffoli's trial period with Daryl Sutter. And I am very happy to see that because, you know, obviously you don't want to set a guy up to fail. But having this little extra time allows him to get acclimated and to find where he's most comfortable. And we've talked about that uh, earlier this week. And a guy who is very comfortable in the Flames roster is Andrew Mangiapane, who shockingly only had two shots on goal last night, but he did manage to score. Uh, he had the game-winning goal in the third period, and he just he can never have enough enough of bread. And it's so funny to see people from outside of the Flames fandom be like, oh, Mangiapane's so good. And it's like, yes, we've only been yelling about this for the past three years. I'm so glad you have finally got on. Overall, I thought it was a really good game. It was the second half of a back-to-back. And those can be brutal, you know, but the Flames weren't traveling and they're just kind of vibing at home for the rest of this homestand. And I'm very happy that, you know, they're able to keep this win streak going. But once it ends, I know people are going to, like, blow it out of proportion and think it's the end-all, be-all, and, oh, we knew this day was coming. No, 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 that's not what, that's that's not what happens. Sometimes you just lose games, you know. You can't win them all. (laughs) And, you know, I think that we should just ride out this positivity until, you know, we hit a little speed bump, a little pebble, but um, we're going to keep driving. The Flames are just doing such a fantastic job that there truly is no reason why they can't keep this up. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but I think that they have truly conditioned themselves to be back in a position where they're able to win games and play through those 60 minutes, which is all you need to do. <laughs> night after night. It, it can't be that hard. <laughs> but coming up next, we are going to take a second to praise all of these additions and minimal roster moves that the Flames have made in their little tweaking period to make this success possible. But before we do that, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one place for placing sports bets, it's your number one place for sports news podcasts, and anything else you want in regards to sports. Football season's over, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player prop perform- player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs, and it remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Last season, I talked about how this team was in a transition period. You know, it wasn't quite 
a rebuild. It wasn't really a retool, but moves had to be made. And the the Flames did just that. And I think, you know, everyone has their expectations. Oh, look at Michael Stone's coming back on a PTO and then they're going to sign him. Oh, great, they signed Brett Ritchie. Oh, here, you know, we're letting this depth guy walk where he's going to the KHL or wherever, you know. But something about this team, <laughs> they took this summer and really um, even early parts of the season to – play to the players' strengths. And as soon as Blake Coleman jumped onto this ship when free agency opened, I knew that things were going to be different. And I think that everyone kind of had that vibe. You know, obviously there's people who think it's a bad contract, six years at four and a half million. That's a steal. Are you kidding me? But you know, that that brought a new room or a new voice into the room rather. And just a new player that knows how to carry the puck, knows how to throw disciplined hits, you know, those clean hits that you're not going to end up in the box for, and then a player who knows what it takes to win and has what it takes to win. And that third line in Tampa for the the back-to-back years that they won was so special. And that, like, it truly was a second line because there there's usually a clear differential between your second and your third line you know but with Coleman it was Coleman Gord and um, Barclay Goudreau and the three of them were such a powerhouse together and that is what the Flames middle six has kind of turned into I'm going to be real honest I think especially with the addition of Tyler Toffoli that adds another strong player to your roster that is essentially giving you a a 2A and a 2B for your second line. Like, it's not this drastic difference in depth players. And then, obviously, when you go and add veteran depth players like Trevor Lewis and Brad Richardson from Los Angeles to to you know, you have to have guys who are going to eat up minutes. But <laughs> uh, Brad Richardson is now in the press box with Adam Rosicka in uh, in for him, and it's great. You know, I think that that's been a fantastic move, and it's been successful. I mean, Rosicka did just get slapped with a like two thousand four dollar fine for I think it was elbowing one of the Ducks players, but. You know, I silly, silly moves, you know. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, but I was very impressed with the fact that <laughs> they went out and traded for... Um, okay, I shouldn't say impressed. I, I was cautiously optimistic about Zadorov joining this team because, you know, he's a he fits perfectly into the Daryl Sutter system in terms of... Being a guy who is big, plays defense, and throws big hits. And that's exactly what Daryl Sutter wants in his defenseman. And those summer moves were very, very obviously driven by Daryl Sutter. And then, you know, you, tr- you end up trading for Dan Vladar with the pick you got in the uh, David Riddick trade last season. And Vladar has been a solid backup for Jacob Markstrom and making it possible for Markstrom 
to have a healthier workload management, even if it doesn't look like it. He has come in and, you know, he came in, came up in such a strong development of uh, goalie and goalie coaches in the Providence Bruins and Boston Bruins organization that he had a lot of great mentors and there's really no one else you (laughs) you could um move on from and you know then Tuka Rask and then go right over to Jacob Markstrom and you know you're pretty much set up for success there and it's great to see that he's able to get those reps in I know that he hadn't started at home he started one game at home (laughs) but it's it he's comfortable he's earning you know those minutes he's he's your backup. He's not going to go out there and, you know, they're not going to go one from one. But Vladar has done a good job, especially getting, bouncing back after having a month off. You know, that cannot be easy. And I just, I could yell from the rooftops about trading for Tyler Toffoli and how happy it makes me to see this team really not doing anything absolutely crazy you know, they moved on from our Giordano because it was too expensive to keep him for what Seattle wanted in the expansion draft. So, you know, you you have to find new defensemen and you have to find people who can take that role of a leader. And just because no one has been named captain yet doesn't mean that there's there's not leaders because there it is very clear that there are leaders in that locker room. And Daryl Sutter coming in and switching up these lines and playing and retooling and getting creative with things and just truly playing and working on the players' strengths, playing on their their true skill is so important and not just relying on oh, well, I won a cup with this guy back in 20, 2010, so, you know, like, I, I know he's a good guy and, you know, time has passed, but he's still a top-line guy. Or however Jeff Ward was utilizing uh, Milan Lucic last year was just not the move, and it's not a dig at Luch. It's not. It's just how poor managing can just truly ruin a team and any potential that they have. But... We have talked about Mark Giordano a little bit this segment, and we're going to wrap up the show with some more Geo talk since he returns to the Saddle Dome for the first time since the expansion draft. Thank you so much for tuning in to Lockdown Flames. Make sure that you are following me on Twitter at JustBelmosto so we can keep this conversation going. For the first time since the expansion draft, Mark Giordano returns to the Saddle Dome. The former Flames captain leads the 16-30-4 Seattle Kraken into the rough seas as they take on the red-hot Calgary Flames. I knew that the Kraken were struggling, but I did not think that they had 30 losses. That's a lot. Um, You know, at least they have double-digit wins, I guess. Like, they have that going for them. But originally, this game was supposed to happen, or I don't know if it was this game specifically, but they were supposed to reunite at the Saddle Dome in December. But unfortunately, that uh, wonderful rescheduling 
panic hit the <laughs> Calgary Flames and it just didn't happen. And part of me is curious to see, like, I, I want to pick Margie Giordano's brain, not for anything negative or, you know, I just want to, like, I don't know, I just want to go in there with a magnifying glass and see what's going on because does he miss Calgary in terms of, you know, playing on this team that is really, really bad and it's towards the end of his career and now they're talking about trading him and he's the uh, first captain in franchise history. So it's like, was, was him being named that just, you know, publicity and, you know, in good faith and... Is it even him that stinks, or is it the pieces around him? Like, what's going on there? And then it has to be also kind of par of the course there, because you know, Flames weren't really weren't really playing good hockey towards his, the end of his tenure. But uh, to see where the Flames are at now, is he kind of feeling a little? jealous a little upset that tree living wouldn't put the put his money where his mouth is and you know allow seattle to not take him and whatnot but i'm definitely interested to see how things go because the rumors were that he lost the room he lost the room after muzzin flipped the puck at kachuk which was very early on in the season and then of course you know he was very involved in the community. He spent his entire career with Calgary. So, of course, he has deep roots in Calgary. But what exactly is, you know, is he missing here? Is he making those same connections in Seattle? Or did he kind of know going into it that this was just going to be like a one-and-done sort of deal? Um, I want to see the tribute video. I love me a good tribute video. And I know that some people are like, oh, tribute videos are so dumb, like, they just take up time, and they're not... No. For players who spent that long with the team, you deserve a tribute video. And, you know, if and if it's, like, three games, no. You post a little something on Instagram, like how Tyler Pitlick got a freaking thank you, <laughs> thank you post when he was traded to Montreal, you know? It's just... Some things are more important than others, and I think that Mark, you know, your captain, Mark Giordano returning, is certainly one of those things. Uh, I really hope that the Flames <laughs> win, and we'll have more of a game preview tomorrow, with, uh, as well as winners and losers of the week, but I, I just, I have a very good feeling about Geo returning. I think it's going to be uh, <laughs> more emotional than Sam Bennett returning because <laughs> Sam, I don't think Sam Bennett played in that game when he came back to the Saddle Dome due to a suspension. But I, I think that Geo is just has, is held to such a high regard by his former teammates and colleagues throughout the organization and. I have a lot of respect for any captain that can do that and, you know, just to uproot your entire life after, you know, what was it, 14, 15 years with the same team and it's because they don't want to pay the price to keep you, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm a little petty and bitter, so 
I'm glad Gio can move on. But I hope that, you know, we get some pictures with the players. And, you know, I know him and Kachuk were good friends. So we'll see. We'll have to see. Um, I hope that the Flames win, obviously. I hope the Flames win, especially at home (laughs) in front of fans who didn't pay to watch them lose to the Seattle Kraken. But that uh, preview is coming tomorrow. So thank you all so much for tuning in, and I will see you all later uh, when we preview the game. Bye-bye.